As you make your way down the stairs, in a single file line, mm-hmm. the old wooden boards slowly creak beneath your feet. Mm-hmm. The dark room is slowly illuminated mm-hmm. by this wrench that is slowly penetrating the darkness, which reveals contorted mannequins lying all across the floor. Zana, mm-hmm. Daniel, we're going to turn you in. Okay. I'm the only one being to. Oh, wait. You guys are forgetting one of our key key t- tools for pe- people. Alistair, he can turn into any one of you. Oh, we've been looking all over the town for you. We caught them, Sir Tobias. You are led to a rather large room with floor-to-ceiling windows on either side of a massive fireplace, on both sides of which you see two velvet chairs sat a man and a woman. You are free if you can conjure up the lost item. That would significantly decrease the rate of the bail. Edgewise, the current bail fee would be 50,000 gold. As the sun sets, you see the moon cresting. You're still asleep. Daniel, please for me, roll a will save. What do you do as you realize you are turning into a werewolf? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sword Art Online, Season 2, Episode Stop, a.k.a. Episode Cease. A.k.a. Oh, Episode 6, if you actually want to know and don't speak French and don't like my humor. If you don't like my humor, though, I don't know what you're doing here, so um, the sound off, Snow. Hi, I'm Snow, and I am the guild leader for the Odd Guild. Sound off, Zana. Oh, oh wait. yeah, she's in jail. <laughs> sound off, Daniel. Oh, wait. He joined Mohit in Werewolf College. So uh, I guess it's just me and Wilson and Clyde in a carriage. There's the bushy bearded man with the top hat. Yeah, he doesn't have a name. Nope, he's the bushy bearded man with the top hat. All right. So GM, bring us in. Oh, wonderful. So you do. And you do. So Snow. You find yourself in the carriage with the wonderful velvet floors and leather red seats and the uh, black wooden carriage frame with silver trim. You are currently feasting yourself on the refreshments. You have wonderful bottled sparkling water, which you are currently pouring into champagne glasses while you are enjoying craisins and cashews. Actually, I feel like by this point, because remember, I I did the phone call in with Zana mm-hmm. and then I, I know about Daniel running off. Oh, yeah. No. At so that point, was what you were doing. And then yeah. we pan over five minutes later yeah. after your and, phone and conversation and the like, carriage is complete and utter chaos. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like the other the two guys are like panicking and I just kind of get like Snow gets really quiet and she's like has her hand over her mouth 
Wilson looks as if he's about to physically jump out of the carriage. He's like, I just got to get Angus. Once you get Angus, we can start tracking Daniel down. Once we have Daniel, we, I mean, he seemed just somewhat conscious. So we, we, we could have him use a scent to track down um, Mohit. Then we get both of them and then we're fine. We'll have everyone back together. Clyde chimes in. I, I, I mean, I could like get lamb and like wolves love lamb. So I just get a rack of lamb and I set it in the woods and then they come to us and it'll be great. They both just kind of like freak out. And at one point they just turn to you. What do you think, Snow? Snow is just looking out the window very somberly. And she's she has one fist clutched like really tightly against her lap. And then the other she's like petting a chia like vigorously in almost a panic state. But she's just looking out the window in deep thought. And she doesn't respond to them. Oh, no, not you too. What if she's turning into a werewolf? Wilson, do something. Wilson runs over to you, puts both of his hands on either side of your shoulders and shakes. Snow, come on, Snow, come with us. What's going on? Uh, I'm, I'm fine. You don't look fine. You look pale. You look faint. I'm always pale, but... Your wolf looks up to you with these worried eyes. Oh. Thanks, Nachia. I- I'm really okay, Wilson. Um, just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. Two of our members have gone MIA and... Actually, no, three, because we don't know where the lieutenant is. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, maybe we shouldn't dwell on this too much. Uh, unfortunately, we're kind of trapped in a vehicle on our way to see... We could jump out. I mean, you could definitely jump out. You could light step. I don't think that's a good idea. Listen. And then we do a barrel roll. We get out. And then we find our horses. I, I don't think that's a good idea. We could overtake the carriage driver. No, Wilson. Then we have a vehicle for ourselves. Wilson. The problem is, is that I don't know if you heard the person that is summoning us to her castle is someone who fought off an entire army by herself. I don't know about you. But that's just an NBC. It could I could fight off an army of level ones, too. I don't know if they were just level ones. We don't know. And she kind of just like puts her hands over her, like over her eyes and just I I need to be alone. Like, I know you can't leave, but just. I need a little bit of space for a moment, please. I'm sorry. I, uh... So I want you to understand. This is not a large carriage. <laughs> I know. That's why she said, I know. I just need you. Basically, she's saying. You're currently sitting in the middle seat. So both of them just scoot to either side of the carriage. Wait, no. I want to be on the. I want to be by the window. You, would you like to make the request that someone moves? Yeah, I'm going to be like Clyde move. I'm, I'm sitting by Wait, the window. Well, uh, okay. okay. Uh, Thank you. And you just see both of the guys. It's like slumped in the opposite corner, both just like watching you worriedly. Uh, wait, does she have a cloak? I forget. Does does do I have a cloak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you had a cloak. I think I do. I think you it's the bear, yeah. the bear, the bear thing. After a little while, you kind of just see her like, well, maybe not. She's trying to hide it, but her eyes are like all welling up, and she just kind of like pulls down the bear hood mm-hmm. of her eyes and like just kind of covers it and like is muffling like any kind of cry she's making, but she's definitely like really upset. You and get that good cry, hon. I get a good cry. Get your cry in. It lasts for a little while. I, I don't know. How long do I go with this? You cry for 30 minutes. Just this slow, quiet sob. Yeah. Barely noticeable. But it's still there. Filled with all the emotions. All the emotions. All the emotions. It's, it's a lot of stress. It's, it's, it's a lot of built up stress. You're, you're decompressing currently. It happens. And then after she's done, I guess... Her eyes are probably really red, so really she's gonna puffy. yeah, really puffy. So she's just gonna keep looking out the window and avoid eye contact until until she feels like she's cooled off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you take a minute. 
you start gazing out upon the beautiful countryside, which is honestly quite immaculate. Though the sun doesn't really shine here and the clouds are still covering it, you see beautiful rolling hills, open plains, patches of trees here and there, a beautiful river system and a lake, and mountains off in the distance, which you are going towards. Well, at least the countryside is nice. What do you think, guys? They just turn to one another. Are we allowed to respond? Talk, do we talk back? Like, not, not like the insulting way, but do we, like, respond? I don't know. She wanted space. I can't, we can't really give her more than three feet, but, um... It's lovely weather we're having today. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, it's really nice out, guys. You know, minus the whole, like, the sun doesn't shine here. Yeah, I mean... She pauses and thinks about it for a second, and she says, thoughtfully, in a stupid way, she's like, but I'm here. Hey, hey. you're all the sunshine I need. <laughs> you uh, brighten my day. Hold on, don't you have Zana? Uh, that doesn't mean I can't compliment you as a lady. Uh-huh, that's called flirting. Be very careful. It's fine. She does it with other guys. I am complimenting your leadership skills. And at that, Snow says, I don't think I should be the leader. Oh, whoa, 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 calm down. Both of them just kind of like back up. Who else would do the job? Like, first off, think of that. Second off, who would do a better job? Like, imagine if Crystal ran the place. Well, it, clearly I can't do a good job. My my guild is falling apart. I have no control over Zana. I barely had any control with Sal. I, I'm not good at this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm all by myself. And it just seems like everything keeps getting put on my shoulders. And I'm not good at making decisions. I don't know what to do. Clyde gets up. Does he know? Sometimes I feel that way. We run out of cinnamon. I'm trying to make a cinnamon apple pie. I don't know what ingredient to put in. But you know, we stop and we think to ourselves, what could go wrong? And we just throw in a spice. And sometimes we fail miserably. A lot of the time we fail miserably because that spice does not mix well with anything else in that pie. But you fail forward. Now, Clyde has a terrible analogy. <laughs> Snow's just staring at him like, are you, what? But he doesn't have a terrible point. From the beginning, we've built the guild from the ground up. We had barely five people. Originally, it was just me and you in a party. We've done some pretty amazing things. And while it hasn't always been the most graceful, it's been with you at our lead. And yes, some decisions run amok and members aren't, the wet best discipline, but we can take this as a learning moment and be better in the future. Snow sighs, and she's like, I I guess I still don't think I should be in this position of power. Well, I mean, if Grog was in charge, we'd have no food in the pantry, and I can't have no food in the pantry, Snow! Pike gets really nervous as soon as Wilson suggests this thought. Yeah. Celia and Tiffany, I don't even think have combat experience. They're not going to charge head on into battle. And we all know, Clyde is getting really defensive, that Sada should not be in charge. Let's be honest. Like, I, I love her. She's wonderful. She's great. But... Oh, you love her, eh? Her judgment, her judgment is not at times the best. Are you just learning this? I have, after many nights, learned that she is enthusiastic, energetic, eccentric, anything that begins with an E that expresses high energy. Energy, that's another one. An elephant in the room. Ah, uh, you could call it that. 
I think, okay, fine. Then let's talk about the elephant in the room. What do we do about Zana? I, I don't know if anybody else has noticed. I feel like she's challenged my leadership multiple times. And I don't know how to handle that. I, I really don't. And I need some advice. You guys are like, you're my closest friends. Yeah, we're an OTP. Yeah, we're an OTP. Wilson kind of gets uh, a little kerfuffled by that. But, but we're also an OTP. So we're an OTC. How about that? We're an OTC. Uh, One true cantaloupe. One true uh couple. But couple means two normally. Uh, uh, O-T-T. Oh. What, what is that? One true trio? We're like the three musketeers. Yeah. But who's the really old guy? Um. Both Clyde and you turned to Wilson. <laughs> what? Hey, listen. Just because I wake up at five in the morning and enjoy a bowl of oatmeal while staring at the window feeding the birds does not mean I'm an old man. Wilson, um... I put my hand on his shoulder. I'm assuming Clyde's going to do the same thing. And you both just let out a heavy sigh. That is the definition of an old man. No, I refuse. My father was a wonderful and loving role model for me. I am not old. It's not a bad thing. It can be relatively attractive for some people. (laughs) At that, Wilson blushes. Oh, well, uh, but that's not the point here. The the point is, um, Zana... Should be, um, probation? We do probation? We don't actually have rules on this. Clyde chimes in. I mean, we could make it so she can't eat any pastries for a month. I don't think that's enough. I don't think that, yeah, no, I don't Clyde, know. Clyde, listen. A guild fine? <sighs> the woman values nothing. I mean, Wilson is thinking, and I mean, she values her status and how people view her. I mean, it might be a little harsh, but it'll knock her down a peg maybe if you challenged her on it. She challenges you, you challenge her. You could settle this the old-fashioned way. Like a duel? Like a duel, yeah. You, like, both get muskets and walk 20 paces and turn and shoot. See, I see, like, one or two problems with that. If I if I do end up fighting her, it's more than likely going to be, turn out really bad, either for her or myself, and, um... Sometimes when I'm really angry, I have trouble controlling my anger. So that's why I typically don't. Then I just it's don't. It's a bare knuckle fight. I just don't. But I mean, we'll have refs. We've got clerics. True. Clyde's thinking, is this like the, wait, I'm trying to, the, the WMMA league? <laughs> why? What do you mean? You didn't watch WMMA growing up? I, I wasn't Ronda allowed to Rousey watch. Rousey giving a roundhouse kick to the. I wasn't allowed to watch TV. Oh, well, that sucks. I, I was only allowed to do homework, and then I could go outside by myself. Oh, my gosh. Wilson's chiming in, gets really excited by the thought of this. Did you have a rock collection, too? No, but I found a gun in a pond. Uh. Like I told you, I raised geese. Clyde gets excited. You could use that for the duel. It was rusty, and it had a giant hole in the barrel. Oh, wait. Well, Snow, I hate to alarm you. There's supposed to be a hole in the barrel. No, I mean, like, it rusted through. Oh, both of them not. And they actually start to understand. Because they were confused, (laughs) thinking you didn't know that guns have holes, and that's where the bullet comes from. That's like saying... (laughs) That's like me saying that everyone doesn't have a butt. Okay, okay, there might be somebody in the world that doesn't, but uh, that's like me saying that I don't like bread. Uh, I don't see the correlation. That's almost as bad as Clyde's analogy. My analogy 
was really good. See, it this, got the point across. This is what Clyde and I have in common. We love food. She understands food analogies. It's what I appreciate about Clyde. But on another note, okay, so a duel with Zana. All right. I mean, I'll consider it. If it, if it crosses my mind, don't I don't make any promises that I won't kill her. Uh, I don't make promises. We, we make those promises. We go in, we, we make um, a, we have a ref and we have clerics on standby. We're just going to stare at each other for a while. All right. Okay. Okay. This All right. I'll plan. consider it. <sighs> Other than that, I mean, give her a fine. He's already literally in jail. Kind of just scoffed at that. Yeah, that's not her first time in the clink. Doesn't surprise me. So, uh, how are, how are you and Zana doing, Clyde? Oh, you know. Is it actually developing in anything, or is it, you know, just being? You know, it is. Have you been friend-zoned multiple times in a row? Uh, not, not in a Did row. Did she call you a bro TP or not? Okay, that may and I just may want you not to know. happen in public, but that we, we moved past that. Clyde. That was a joke. Clyde. It was a joke. Buddy, pal, old friend. Dollface, Listen. You've been friend-zoned so many times. I just want... I'm looking out for you. Just don't put too much hope in it. Clyde, I hate to break it to you, buddy. You deserve better. You're not a terrible person. Like, you aren't the bottom of the barrel. And that's what she's kind of treating you like. That's. I'm just going to say it. It Yeah, it does feel like that. I mean... She's constantly she's constantly flirting with other guys when you're around. Oh, please. That's just compliments to other people because she is a have nice person. Have you told her how that makes you feel? Yes. I have let her know that I also appreciate compliments from time to time and she has been giving them to me. He nods like he's winning this conversation. You know, I would love to make a te like test a theory with you at some point. Uh, I mean, I don't know what theory you're going to test or how you plan on testing it. It's just a theory. I just want to see if she cares if you go out with somebody else. If she shows that she cares, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> Someone else. No one would go out with me. I'll go out with you. Oh, Snow, there's no need to be rash. Wilson literally just get, physically puts himself in between you two and just like grabs your hand. That will we'll find him a lovely tavern wench that we can purchase for the evening. No, no, no. It's got to be something that's more believable and real. I mean, Clyde and I had a thing like before. Uh, we, don't, we don't really talk about that, Snow. I think I think this Wilson is getting very defensive. I think the, whatever was there is very, very dead. Th that's um, why I'm saying because it was there and she knows it was there. Therefore, I mean, it, it she pauses and just like doubles back on her words that she's thinking. It would be an option if you feel like you would like to test the waters. Uh, I mean, Clyde's getting nervous, but contemplating. I understand where you're coming from, and I do appreciate it, guys. I've been thinking a lot about it, too. Things aren't really progressing. Kind of just stay the same day in, day out. It's almost the same routine most of the time, but I mean... Uh, I'm giving it an honest try because it's really the first relationship I ever got the chance to be in. I don't want it to end in complete catastrophic failure. Well, I mean, it is a relationship. It's more like a friendship that's... She... You're friends with benefits. I was about to say, it has benefits. It's like healthcare when you get a job. But for her, that just means she doesn't have to... And she you know, like puts her hands on his, on his hand. And she's like, that just means she doesn't have to take responsibility. You're reaching over the carriage directly over Wilson, touching Clyde, 
Wilson just throws his hands up in the air. He, she's right, you know, knocking your hand completely out of the way. <sighs> okay. You know, she's right. You, I, you deserve commitment and relationship and tr- you, you deserve true love, man. We're going to bitch the pot. Uh, Wilson? I don't, what? Language. I did not expect this from you, Wilson. What? Is, what does that even mean? Oh, uh, well, I mean, we're in the 1800s. It was a common colloquialism. It, it meant like, like, spill the tea. Doesn't that mean, wait, does that mean we're giving Clyde a good dicking? <laughs> Wilson laughs and nudges you. <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not agree for any, where do you even plan on putting it? Whoa, whoa, no, no, Clyde. All it All means. Right, Clyde, we're giving you a good talking to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm worried about you, buddy. I am concerned about the language you've picked up on this floor, you two. You are not the same people I met on floor one. Snow just looks at Wilson. You're right. We're eight levels higher. Yeah. Uh, Wait, no, no, no. Hold on. I'm still physically the same person. Snow just like covers your boobs. It's like they haven't grown yet, so. Clyde puts a hand on you. I hear you'll hit puberty. Some people just hit puberty later than others. I'm twat. Snow just pauses. Oh, my God. And she covers her mouth. And sits down. I forgot it was my birthday. Both of them just erupt. You didn't tell us it was your birthday. How did we miss it? We got to get a cake. We got to get the horse. I mean, we got to get everyone no, in the no, guild together. No. We, we could put you back up on the chair like we did the first time when we got the guild hall. We could have just done this. And both of them are just rattling off things. It was like things. two days after the game started. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah. No. Both of them just, We're just gonna, yeah, exasperated don't, at you. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Um, All right, Snow. No, this is a big deal. Oh, my God, Both I'm Clyde old. and Wilson are looking at you now. Wilson chimes up. He puts his hand on your shoulder. After this is all done and through, we should celebrate. We have very few opportunities to celebrate in this game. Once everything blows over and we're done, at least with this floor, maybe, we deserve a break. We should celebrate your birthday. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to celebrate my birthday. Clyde chimes in. Okay, fine. We'll compromise. After we're done the floor... We throw a party that we beat the floor, but there will be cake and singing. I may not be there. You will be there. Wilson points a finger at you. <laughs> we'll make sure you're there. You're the guild leader. You need to head off the festivities. Uh, People need to know that you're in charge. Gather everyone around. Plan uh-huh. the party. <laughs> See, I feel like we're misunderstanding something here. I like to be... When I started this game, I was planning on doing it all by myself. <laughs> After I found Blaine, of course, and, you know, beat him into a pulp. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, yeah. And she just kind of looks really uncomfortable. She's like, well, uh, I wonder I wonder how old everybody is in the guild. And she's just thinking about it and, like, putting everybody in chronological order in her head. And she's just sitting there quietly, not saying anything as the carriage ride goes on. Both of them sitting there. You know, Crystal, Crystal's age confuses me. Yeah, I've been getting a similar vibe. Like, how, like, she's three feet tall. Is she just a really short person? Is she a midget? Wait, we can't use that word. Uh, is she a little person? (laughs) And Snow just kind of looks up and she says, no, she chose to be a halfling, I think. That would make a lot of sense, but bear with me here. Her character's still only three feet tall. Speaking of which, guys, did you know that Zana's a tiefling? Oh what? Wilson yeah. looks very confused. Oh, are are you talking about the little horns on her head? I've been wondering where her tail is. Uh, I think the game couldn't make that because it was too much work. 
Are you sure she didn't hide it? I mean, I haven't seen it. Have you seen her naked? I mean, there was one incident in the turn. Do you even remember that incident? It's like Wilson and his necklace. He doesn't even remember the whole other, like... We're not going to talk about Kilson. I liked Kilson. Kilson was fun. <laughs> Kilson was rude and didn't respect people's personal space. But he took charge. I, I, we've all if been I wasn't the charge. guild leader, I would give it over to Kilson. Although I wouldn't trust Kilson not to get everyone killed. Exactly. Kilson. Why do you think his name is Kilson? Did you name him Kilson, Wilson? Well, I mean, I had to refer to something as something my journal entries, and we talked it over, and we came to the conclusion. Huh. But yeah, this whole time, um, I thought Zana was human. No, I saw on her stat sheet when she was looking over all of her skills that it actually says tiefling. Yeah, I mean, I noticed that after a while, too. She's got little tiny horns in her hair, but her hair kind of just covers it up. Hmm. Anyway, so let's talk game plan. We're going to go meet the queen. What do we uh, plan on doing when we get there? Well, she wants to talk to us about something. And I, uh, Snow kind of starts telling them about her suspicions about the queen maybe being a vampire or being related to all the stuff going on. <laughs> Why were there three rolls? What do you mean? Clyde and Wilson uh, are a little foggy on the details and don't really follow your train of logic very well. And from outside the cart, you hear a coughing like... <clears throat> <clears throat> Snow pokes her head out of the window. Can I help you, sir? Well... Oh, I couldn't help but overhear your conversation. Is this the cab the driver? Yes, the driver is speaking to you. Yes. Um. Wait, how much of that did you hear? Oh, well, I mean, technically the whole thing. These walls aren't very thick, and he just bangs on the walls. Uh, but uh, I didn't really care about most of the other part until it kind of led to treason, because I, I don't think the people would be too fond if their beloved queen turned to be part of an undead army. It was a thought. I uh, will be very careful about bringing it up in town. Uh, I mean, is there any reason in particular that you have such suspicions or even need for them? She looks at the cabbie driver, who I guess is just like staring straight ahead still as he's driving. Yeah. She looks at him and she says, well, I mean, a queen who fights off an army pretty much on her own kind of tells me that there's either A, magic, or B, a super strong supernatural being, vampires, which are pretty sexy, but that's beside the point, or... It's just a myth. A lot of history texts tend to be embellished, but she is a remarkable leader. I personally have fought by her side. Wow, as a cabbie driver, that's pretty awesome. So uh, what can you tell me about the queen? Uh, I mean, what more, what all do you need to know? I've been in her servitude for quite some time. While yes, I am currently a cabbie driver, most people who are part of the army tend to live every normal day lives. It's not a standing army, you see. The standing army means that soldiers waiting for deployment. We all have our day jobs, but when the duty calls, we rise to the occasion. Snow's going to light step out from like where she's in the carriage and like try and land like on the seat next to him. Mm -hmm. oh. Oh. Sorry about that. I thought this would be easier okay. to talk. Yeah, you are correct, even though the uh, situation is somewhat startling. Are you a witch? No, um, I am a... Uh, she tries to think of a way to say this. She's like, I'm a herald of the light. I'm from the Odd Guild, which stands for antithesis of darkness. Like, we're anti-dark, we're anti-evil. Yes, the queen made me aware of the circumstances regarding your being brought here. She told me that you were a leader of a guild. Even though, uh, as far as it sounds, management is currently in question. Um, um don't, don't worry about that. That doesn't need to be mentioned at all. Everything is fine. We just have a few kinks that we need to iron out. 
that that's it. Sounds like you've got a good bunch of fellows in there. I'm sure they'll serve you well. They have. They've done very well with me. By me. Yeah. That, that's where I want to go with that. Yeah. By me. That's better language. Uh, on a side note, please roll a fortitude save for me. Alrighty. Fortitude. 17 total. Okay. You were able to successfully teleport out here because there is enough daylight to actually have that function. But at the same time, you are knocked back, slightly winded, off-put by the speed in which the carriage is racing forward. The wind that is pounding into you uh, tells you you are going far faster than you've ever gone most by any horse travel any other time. Uh, the gushing winds blowing through your hair is honestly almost pinning you to the back of the carriage. Wow. This is some uh, really fast, uh, some fast horses you have here. Are we using magic? No, these are just uh, bred by the queen herself. <laughs> your snow's face just looks like it's a deadpan look of, oh my god. And this isn't suspicious to anyone at all. Like, that's what she's thinking. We have purebred horses. We have some of the best in all the land. We've always had, for quite some while. Hear that, Wilson? He says the horses are better. The best. Wilson tries to stick his head out the window. No! We can't really... Are you okay out there? Oh my gosh, the wind! Yum! We'll be in the carriage if you need us! And he just closes the door again. Snow, Snow kind of, um, I believe I have detect magic that mm-hmm. I would like to use just to see. Yeah, I would like to detect magic. Mm-hmm. 18. Okay. There is very little magic, and your amulet around your neck actually also verifies this. The, l- the light is very dimly lit, as if there may be some presence, but, I mean, it could just be reacting to your other necklace. So you do, however, sense uh, one thing. Well, two, really. You do notice there are two things about him that are protruding a faint magical aura. Both the ring on his left hand and also the undershirt which he is wearing are producing this faint energy. So the ring and his undershirt. Yes. Okay, Snow is going to perception check to see if she can get a better look at them to notice any details or anything that she might make like a knowledge arcana check on or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Crit. Perception, fine. You are barely able to see the undershirt because it is... Undershirt? Underclothes, but you catch faint glimpses of it. And as you glimpse it, it glimmers. It refracts some of the light that you are protruding and seems almost shiny. Though it seems to be of a very well-woven fabric. It almost is as if it's reflecting a sterling silver. Is that Mithril? Oh, uh, no, um, uh, I'm mostly just wearing standard clothing, uh, uh, suit, uh, general for business. Um, the ring! No, uh, also, that's, uh, just silver. And he shows you the ring on his, uh, left hand. Oh, um, Snow would like to make, hmm, I guess an appraise check on it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Six. <laughs> I don't know much about it. You... You really wish Daniel was here? And the more you think about it, the sadder it makes you feel. Because you realize you don't know much about metal. And then you think, we had someone who did. <gasps> Wait. Snow sends a message to Wilson. Do you have, um... She basically asks him what he know, like if he has any knowledge about rocks. Mr. Geography over here. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, got a couple of... I've got some points in survival and knowledge nature, so 
also just like real world applicable knowledge. I can tell you a thing or two about a rock. Why? Um, just take a look. Uh, Snow looks at the driver and says, can I take a picture of your ring? I'm really interested in like lore and all kinds of stuff regarding supernatural things. And your ring is really interesting to me. Would it be okay if I took a picture? He looks around. Um, while I would not mind, I do not see a camera set anywhere, and I don't know how you would light a fuse at, um... Snow uses her, um, the UI, kind of, to take a picture really quick. Okay. While he's talking, and perplexed mm-hmm. by the fact that you, you have no camera stand, ma'am, and there's no lens or cover, and mm-hmm. what a fuse be lit in such terrible winds. But, um, uh, by all means, if you needed to get this appraised by someone, I, I could show you a store. Yes, absolutely. That'd be great. And she's already taken the picture and sent it to Wilson mm-hmm. by this point. No, I, I hate to break it to you. That That's no longer a rock. I know. I was just asking. That's an ore. An ore I could work with. That's just metal and crafted. Snow gets a really, like, a, an idea in her head just to mess with Wilson. She's like, it's a hint for later. And then she just sends a winky face. Just kidding. You hear murmuring in the back. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> they seem... You hear the two voices of your fellow compatriots who seem excitable, mildly confused, nervous, and anxious, all wrapped up into one. And she sends back Rosanna. Why would I need to buy a ring for Zana? And so sends him a message. Remember, she gave me a ring? Yeah. The second proposal I've gotten in my life. I better get her one, too. I mean, I, do we really think those mean anything? Snow's like... I know that you don't really like to give out your name, sir, but do you have a name that I could call you by instead of cab driver, sir? Well, cab driver, sir, actually does suit me quite well. The name is Thomas. Like T-H-O or like T-O-M-A? Like. I didn't know there was more than one way to spell Thomas. T-H-O-M-A-S. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Thomas. Um, uh, We got a day's ride, I guess, so uh, if you need company, we're in the back. Well, actually, if you haven't noticed, and he kind of nudged over, we're only a few hours out. And he points both to the mountain, which you are coming ever closer to, and the sun, which you thought was much higher in the sky, but it seems to almost be setting now. Hmm, that's really weird, and it makes me a little uncomfortable, GM, I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Snow would like to... Roll a sense motive on the driver just to see if she can sense any ill, not ill will, but like if there's been like some kind of lie that he's been telling, like just based on his body language. Can I do that? Yes. I mean, I mean, I know I'm at negatives. But you would but... be at negatives because you're trying to recollect an entire conversation. Yeah. And see if there was a lie in any one point of it. I'd like to try. If there was a, is there any specific? singular statement which you wish to reflect on more pointedly because if you could think of any specific regarding the magic with the horses that's what she's trying to focus on like talking about i know that they were bred but something like she's trying to see if there was something suspicious in the way he said it sure uh with a sense motive that was a 14 that i rolled Mm -hmm. and my sense motive uh 23 okay Thinking back through your entire conversation, you're pulling bits and pieces concerned about a number of points which were brought up as you're a rather cautious individual. Thinking back to the horses when you questioned him regarding the magic and how they were able to move so quickly and how time is seen to slip away from your grasp and recollection, 
You honestly find him to have been very sincere throughout most of the conversation. Huh. Uh, uh, Thomas, have you ever met a vampire? <laughs> fairy tales, ma'am. Fairy tales. New Age jargon. Oh. People are getting... I'm trying to think of what the word I want here. Describe it. I might be able to help you. Basically, I feel like it starts with an H. I know it's not hectic. Manic. That's what I want. Oh, people have been manic in town since uh, some of the incidents. We've always been plagued by unsavory sightings, but it's just the way the world works. We've come out of it greatly. Before, you could barely go from town to town. Now the roads are, as you see, quite clear. The Queen has done a very good job here. Oh, yes. Um, interesting. But I mean, such is life. Nature will take its course. The wildlife here is just rather ravenous with the situation, and sometimes the village people, um, within their simple thoughts, can't really fully comprehend something, so they make a fairy tale, something to tell their children so they'll sleep better at night. Or to scare them a little. (laughs) Yeah, that that is what people do. Snow's kind of looking around, like, uncomfortably, like, not because of what he's saying, but because of the fact they're speeding through the night. And she can't figure out why, and it's making her really uncomfortable. Did this queen make a deal with the devil? Like, that's what she's thinking. Right. It's like, oh, God, we're getting ourselves into some crap. Well, um, Thomas, I'm going to go back into inside the carriage. Thank you for having this lovely, lovely conversation. Uh, if, again, I know we're a few hours out, but if you need any more company, I'd be happy to come up and we can chat more. Absolutely. I mean, I'll probably we'll probably be there within... 45 minutes, I'll come and get you. And what is this, uh, what is this city called? This... Oh, no, you're not going to any city. You're actually going to the Queen's personal, uh, homestead. Her castle. Is there a name for that? Uh, I suppose it would just be Castle Rimadolf, named after the family who owned it. Ah. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you, and, yeah. I guess she'll, because, I mean, the, the horse carriage is moving really fast, and you already said that she had a little bit of, like, feeling winded, so she feels like if she's going to light step, she might miss it, so she just climbs her way down. I would need for you to roll both a strength and a fortitude for me, then. Okay, my strength is a 23, and my fortitude is crit. Oh, well then. <laughs> uh, please, then, also roll a climb check. 22. Wonderful. Masterfully, you are able to find all the nooks and crannies within this carriage, though it is uh, rather well tempt. Um, you do manage to find your way down the steps of the um, carriage carriage cab, in which the way the driver sits, and manage to scale your way across the front of it and open the door and find yourself back inside. Snow is like putting her hair back into place, like for where it's probably got. Oh, you really look like up. a wild child right now. You're completely blown and strewn away almost. <laughs> She's trying to adjust it without. Actually, she ends up she ends up taking her hair down, which mm-hmm. she hasn't done in front of the guys like ever. So her hair falls down, and she's adjusting it and fixing it, and then puts it back up pretty quickly. I didn't know you had long hair, Snow. I mean, I guess I you would have to to put it up, but it looks good like it down. Eh, it gets in the way. I suppose it would, but uh, for like formal occasions or Snow um looks thoughtful, and she says, "Maybe I'll put it back down someday." Someday. Emphasis on someday. It might stay up for a while. Anyway, so uh, there is no name for this place that we're going. Apparently, it's just Castle Rimadolv. And guys, how long do you think we've been in this carriage? Uh, maybe an hour or two. And Snow is kind of looking panicked. So apparently, we're only a few hours out from Castle Rimadolv. Uh, Snow, are, are you sure you talked to I am right? not crazy. Listen, 
This carriage is moving way faster than it should be. Uh, Snow. Way faster. Why when, do you think my well, hair looks like this? Snow, when did we uh, leave the uh, Dovian Manor? It was like midday, I guess. It wasn't that late. Because the sun's almost setting and that shouldn't be happening till close to 8 p.m. I know. Th- that's what I was saying. He just said that the horses were bred by the queen. And lo and behold, Snow lowers her voice. Things are really weird. Well, I mean, it's possible we just lost track of time because the sun is setting. So, I mean... <laughs> Listen, I cried only for 30... Okay, I did 30 minutes, okay? We were only in here for about an hour. It's possible we lost track of time unless you're saying, like, the queen controls the rotation of the earth and can tell when the sun sets. Snow looks at him dead serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them look at you mildly concerned. Snow, are, are you okay? Clyde's like, you look a little manic. That was also the word the driver used, but oh not my for gosh, me. No, <laughs> no you're, you're, you're grasping at straws. I understand a lot's happened, and I mean, anything's possible, and we should be cautious, but there's... we. The queen seems to be nice. She she helped our friends get out of jail. Dor- Dorian's there watching them. She's given us this lovely carriage ride. We're getting there quickly. We didn't even notice the time pass. It's it's great. As he's talking, um Snow pulls out the 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 the, the, the crane, the yes. paper crane. Mm-hmm. And she talks to it and she says, "So, Snevak, we are being taken to Castle Rimadolf. Got any suggestions?" And the paper crane flaps its wings. <laughs> There's no response. Nope. The- uh, Snow looks at this and, like, kind of pulls on the wings a little bit. She's like, okay, is this thing broken? Like... And you set it back down in your hand, and it flaps its wings, and it flies around the carriage, and it rests back down in your hand. She just looks at it and is very confused. She's like, okay, what... Clyde chimes in, Snow! Huh? It's a scrying device. Yeah. Not a telephone. We've been able to talk before. I don't think you've talked through the crane. You were able to tell him things through the crane, because he's watching... Um, why did they respond at one point? No, I don't ever remember them responding. Talking paper's a little weird and out there, even for us. Snow starts to blush, and she's like, she gets fresh, and she's like, they did talk to me through the crane. And she's glaring at it. Snevok, you? And the paper crane just moves its head back and forth (laughs) and claps its wings. Oh my god, I hate you. (laughs) I don't actually hate you, but I hate you. She puts the crane away. Okay, so I guess I'm on my own. All right. Anyways, Snow, why don't we just in, enjoy some more of these uh, cashews? I did. I, 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 oh, what? There are pistachios back here, too? Crack open another bottle of sparkling water. We got pistachios. I have to pee. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, the cab <laughs> chimes in. I got a bucket, but um, no, the cab driver I- also said it was only going to be like half an hour till we get there. I'm going to have to hold it. Is that going to be a no in the sparkling water? She nods her head. Yeah. More for this guy. And he's just starting cracking open pistachios. So they're drinking and eating. And I'm just, and Snow's just sitting there like, I have to pee. Snow, he said he had a bucket. You could stick it out the window for all we care. No, that's gross. No. And Wilson, that... Wilson opens the door and yells. No, no, no. What, what did you say his name was? Snow! No, what was his name? Don't worry about it, no. Wilson. Cab driver! Driver, we need to pull over! No, we don't, Wilson. Driver, we need to pull over! Snow smacks him on the back of his head. No. Oh, oh, fine. Well, uh, fine. And he closes the door. We're fine. Cab comes to a halt. Snow just whispers really eerily. 
We're here. The cab driver steps down. <laughs> We're probably not even there. And opens the door. And you find yourself in a beautiful, intricate stone courtyard. I was kidding. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Castle Remedal. The queen is expecting you. Hey, everybody. Thank you for staying tuned so far into part one of the, this episode. Uh, this is Quentin, the GM here. I just wanted to go over a couple of brief announcements because some uh, rather large developments happened recently, and I think they're really cool. Uh, the first thing first, uh, we had two people who I'm just going to give a shout out real quick. Uh, Dennis Cricktall and Jason. Uh, Jason's from the What Do You Do podcast. He's been a longtime supporter. And Dennis recently found us. And I just wanted to give a huge shout out to them on the podcast because they really supported our channel and they've really invested a lot into us. And I just wanted to give them a real big thank you. Uh, if you're enjoying us too, you can support us at bit.ly forward slash support MRPF. That's how you get to our Patreon. And that's how you're going to get all the goodies that those two have coming their way. You get things like special bonus content, early released episodes, if we can actually get those and release them early. Uh, you'll get priority on giveaways and you'll also get a couple of GM notes and content as well as adding in your own character or item into the game. So a lot of big stuff happening over there. And Dennis and Jason really jumped on that. So thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast the way you do. If you want to support the podcast, but you are a flat broke college student like uh, many of us who are in the podcast, then social media is so great, guys. We are on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at RollFound. We do a lot over there. Um, not as much as we would like to, but we have updates on all the latest episodes. We put out all our character art, and we also do giveaways occasionally, especially coming up during the holiday season. Uh, we really want to start interacting more with the community. So follow us on all of social media and get spread our name around. Um, it really helps us when you guys start sharing more about the podcast. And another thing, speaking of social media, I, I just was scrolling through the Twitter feed the other day and my editor mentioned that Paizo is actually following us. I, I don't know if that means much to you guys, but Paizo is the publisher for Pathfinder and they only follow about like 500 accounts. So I'm really excited about that. I hope we can maybe do something really cool with them coming up. And it's really awesome that they're noticing a small channel like us. So I, I wanted to thank them for publishing like one of my favorite RPGs out there. Uh, there are a bunch of other really cool ones, but Pathfinder is my bread and butter staple that I will turn to whenever I'm in the hankering to uh, play a game. Other than that, we've got a couple of other things uh, to touch on. Jason actually submitted a question. You can do that as well by going to our fancy website, once again, made by our, our editor. She's really the jack of all trades. I'm calling her our editor because that's the, her primary role, but Snow, I just want to give her a shout out to she does a lot of work for the channel. Uh, we really appreciate her. She's the person who does all the editing, does all the social media and also made the website uh, all by herself. And so I just want to give her a sh huge shout out and thanks. And if you want to see all of her hard work, you can go to missingroleplayerfound.com. That's our website where we po also post all of our episodes, our character art, character backstories. We have a little blurb about everyone on the podcast. Not to mention, you can do what Jason did by submitting a question to Ask Alice. You can also do that by going to bit.ly forward slash askmrpf. And you can also do it on our Discord, which you should also check out because it's a bundle of fun. Uh, our Discord has a ton of stuff, a bunch of chats with all the people who have played 
Uh, even people who haven't been active recently, they'll still hop on the Discord. We send across memes, funny jokes, all that. Talk about the podcast all the time. And if you ever want to cut catch us in our natural element, uh, most of us play games on Discord just about every night. So if you ever want to talk with us and chill, feel free to check us out there on our Discord. All, all of these links, by the way, are in the description below. If you want to check out our social media, our website, our Discord... Other than that, I want to get into the nitty gritty because, like I said, Jason submitted a question and I thought it was a really good question for both experienced and novice beginner GMs specifically, uh, but also just for anyone who's in acting or uh, anything regarding that. So Jason messaged me. This one's for me specifically. It, you can pose questions to anyone on the cast and we'll have them answer them during these mid rolls. Uh, so uh, Alice, uh, can you can you read off uh, what Jason said? Sure. I gotta ask, what's your mental trick for keeping the various voices in their compartments in your brain? Because every time I try to switch between NPCs, they all sound like the last one I talked like for a little bit, and then eventually they return to their normal voice. Well, really, it's that's a really good question, and that's why I wanted to cover this, because I, I do a lot of character voices on the show. That's something that everyone mentions, and I don't really know. I guess it's impressive, uh, but... The first thing I, I got to say is don't strain yourself too hard when you're doing character voices. You got to find a comfortable range. I am, I guess, uniquely qualified for this because as you can hear, my voice kind of goes all over the place. So I have a really high high and low range, which I can reach so I can get really high voices like Crystal. So I talk like Crystal, but then Crystal's going to go yell at Grog. So Grog's locked out here and he's like, well, Crystal, I don't really know what you're talking about. And by the way, I have an editor for all of this, but most of the time I just switch between character voices but my editor makes it sound a lot better. So uh, I guess th three things to touch on. Uh, know your range for your voices. Have an editor who makes you sound way better than you actually are. And three, practice makes perfect. Uh, I, guess, I guess there's a fourth one as well, catchphrases. So with a lot of NPCs, if you're not comfortable with them, I, I like catchphrases a lot. Something you say to start people off. So if you ever listen to uh, Clyde, Clyde's one of my big problem childs because Clyde sounds a lot like Wilson. And I've been informed of this. And that's why a lot of the time I will specify who's talking because Clyde and Wilson can get kind of muddled. So while their personalities are different, their voices are very similar. So Clyde always starts with a, hey, how you doing? Kind of like, kind of like vibe like that. Kind of like the sleazeball that he is. So you, you, you have this catchphrase. Another one that I do a catchphrase with is Gallahan. Callahan has a very like vibrato voice. So he always goes with a ha ha, welcome everyone. How are you doing? So those are really good tips to just keep practicing them. Find which voices you're really comfortable with. Ones that are more dynamic are really easy to switch to. So if you wanted to keep that in your mind as well, if you're going from a really high voice to a really low voice, it's really hard to mess those up. That's why I can talk like Crystal for a really long time. But then I just like switch to grow randomly. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't really get it. But then you just go back to Crystal. But then you could go down to Wilson, which is like a little bit in between. And then you don't really know where you are. But Wilson's hard to switch to because he sounds like every other voice. So then you got to get to Clyde. Hey, so, you know, you just get over here and it's like all all right. But uh, I mean, you don't really know what you're doing that much. So you just go back down to Grog. And it's really the dynamic nature of where you're putting your voice control. So practice talking as the various characters. Um, just go read random scripts, read a book, sing a song in their voice. If you can sing happy birthday in every one of your NPC's voices, I think you're on a pretty good start. If you can't sing, just just talk as them regularly. Uh, I am really fortunate because me and Snow get to spend a lot of time together and we get to 
role play basically whenever we want. It's not just on the podcast. We'll just be like, hey, what does this character think about something? So I get to practice that voice. If you're really having issues with the voice, sit down with that. Think think of it like you're sitting down with a character and just go over the voice over and over and over again until you get it really fluid and it's comfortable to talk in that voice. It's going to be really hard to do an NPC that you're not comfortable with the voice for. Other than that, uh, the dynamic switching is really good because it's it's really hard to mess it up when you're going from two various extremes. And if you can make it in fit it in the conversation so that you're constantly switching between the extremes, you're not going to get them muddled up in the middle too much. So go from like a high one like Crystal and then you can go into Wilson and then you can go into Grog or you can go from Grog to Crystal to Wilson. And then you're basically kind of set because you, you never want to go from like someone like Clyde to Wilson or Grog to Gallahan as a good example, because like Clyde's over here and then Wilson's over here and it's not too much of a difference. Is, is like if I had Clyde, Wilson and Draken in a room together, which I have had before, it is a pain. Oh, wait, no, it was all of Dark Guild because all of Dark Guild sounds the same. I, I If you listen back to episode uh, the season two, uh, episode one, I believe uh, you had Clyde, Wilson, Draken, Snevok and Valero all in the same room. All of them have these medium tone voices, so it's really hard to distinguish who you're from. So if you want to do the mental trick, go from a medium tone voice to a high voice, someone like Crystal or another voice that's outside of your your general medium range. So you could go Crystal, Selena. Uh, Female voices are really easy for me. Or you could go really, really deep into someone like Galahan or Grog to kind of make that disparity and force you to be able to make the vocal switch better. Uh, Also, accents are a really good way to keep that going along. So also, um, as I've been informed, like I said earlier, I'll also distinguish. If you're ever having issues switching between the voices, take a beat. No one's going to judge you. Be like, well, this character starts speaking. So Grog starts. So Grog starts speaking. What are are you doing? And then Crystal chimes in. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like carrying a bunch of lamb racks around because you wanted food. Clyde chimes in. Well, what do you need food for? I'm the cook. Wilson starts speaking. Well, uh, I mean, no offense, but your Clyde's kind of been sub... Your Clyde. Your cooking's kind of been subpar recently. What do you mean my cooking's been subpar? Well, I mean, I'm not, I hate to break it to you, but the beef stew last week was a little runny. It wasn't really stew. It was like soupy. Can't use it soupy. What's so funny about soup? Well, you know what they say about soup. Soupy. Soupy poopy. That one always gets me. You two are so immature. So you got to set the stage with the characters you're talking with and also get their personalities down. That's why you want to keep rehearsing the voices. So... I hope that helps some of you guys. If you guys have any tips or tricks yourself, uh, feel free to chime in in the Discord. Like I said, uh, Discord or social media, and you could check out everyone. I really love it when the community interacts and everyone tries to help one another. That's why we're really appreciative for people like Jason, who helps facilitate us working together and collabing with other podcasts and just the the amount of interaction they have. It really is nice. And I'm just thank you guys so much for participating and doing all of that for us. So yeah, I just wanted to give a huge shout out to all those uh, wonderful people who have been so supportive of us, but also thank you to all the lovely listeners. And if you are enjoying this show, guys, please do leave us a review. We love hearing uh, from you. We actually, uh, it, it always puts a smile on our face when we get to read the reviews or see that someone's reviewed something. We had a great review on Podchaser last week who uh, I can't remember exactly what they said, but they said, I absolutely love your podcast. It was along those lines. And they said, you're I'd much rather listen to this than the original Sword Art Online. It, it almost is hard to see where it stemmed from. Like, it, it really made us feel great and all warm and fuzzies inside. 
Uh, so we would just really appreciate any of your any of your feedback, positive or negative. If you guys have anything you think we should change or work on, please point it out. Uh, we're we're doing this so we can have fun, but also so we can make some quality content that you guys enjoy. So please feel free to share your feedback. Again, you can do that on Twitter, Instagram, our Discord, our website. We've got multiple ways, and that's all in the description down below. So without further ado, uh, I hope you all enjoyed. I, 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 I hope you all enjoyed uh, the first part, and we're actually going to be moving into the second part uh, because uh, I believe the party's a little split up right now, and Zana, well, we really trust her to be alone. <laughs> Let's see how she's doing over there. We find ourselves in a wonderful scene. Uh, say hello, my one and only player, because everyone else died. Hi. Well, it's not that they're dead. They're just <laughs> I, mostly dead or gone far away from you. Visible concern. Um, okay, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm RL. I play Zana Xerxes Zion. I have a cool crow named Alistair. And... Um, I have a horse named Caspian that is not dead. Not dead yet. Mm, that I have cried over many times. Only about a good half dozen now. Stop it. It's okay. Stop doing um, things to make me cry over my horse. Well, you know, if you wouldn't make it so easy, the bullies wouldn't torment you. Okay, can I just say something? I had to go to a dance, a formal event after the podcast <laughs> last week, yeah, okay? I had my makeup done because I wouldn't have time to do it. Afterwards, but you know what this wonderful GM of ours did? I'm great. He pulled, he pulled a a, a little prankster. Ooh, so funny, making me think my horse died. I cried and ruined my makeup. I thought it was a good joke. It was okay. It was Story really wise, joke. it was a really good yeah, joke. GM good wise, it was a really good joke. But I was personally, it was a dick move, and that's yeah. what made it such a good joke. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, we find ourselves now in the lovely city of <laughs> Yenema. <laughs> Took me a minute there. It's been a while. I um. So we find ourselves in the lovely city of Yenema. Uh, it is currently the evening uh, as the sun has just set. And after the catastrophic events of Daniel turning into a werewolf, everyone is trying to recoup. You find yourself able to leave your cell under the guidance um and watchful eyes of Dorian, who has placed you under a temporary house arrest in the mayor's house. Mr. and Mrs. Dovian have agreed to these terms while the rest of the basement cellar is being repaired. <laughs> the Dovians agreed to let me be in their house? Under the watchful eye of Dorian and Sebastian, yes. Very warily. Mm. I'll, I'll redeem myself. You're I'll currently staying try. in a guest room. Doesn't Dorian have, like, werewolf injuries? Yeah, he's got two giant claw marks on his back. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, like, I'm, this man is, like, much larger than and broader than I. Big boy Dorian. Big boy. And it is going from the top of his shoulders all the way down. Mm. There's massive, like, like, four massive claw marks coming down and making a giant X on his back. Yummy. Yeah. Don't leave a tasty scar. Anyway, where do I find myself? Uh, you would currently have been locked in your new guest room. Locked? Locked. Am I locked in here? In the guest room. Where's Dorian? Uh, I would assume he last left you off treating his wounds. You sure? Yep. 
I was supposed to be in this wishful eye. Aren't we locked in the room together? <laughs> nope. You are locked in this room all by yourself. Uh, I probably have Alistair with me. Well, yes, with your bird. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, all by myself with my bird. And your imaginary friend. Are you imaginary, Alistair? Is that true? Technically, yes. Dang it, I never got out of my imaginary friend's basement, girl. Hmm. Um. Well, this is an upgrade. It is. Cool bed. Can I jump on the bed? You oh, can jump on the bed. Well, the, the bed is actually, it's one of those beds where it's, uh, it's a queen-size bed. Mm-hmm. But it's got those posts which mm-hmm. go and there's an overlapping like hanging tapestry above oh, you. Oh yeah, I'm well yeah. aware. Okay, I'm well aware. It's one, one of those. Mm, the Dorians are people of classy taste. I'm still a jumping on the bead. Uh, also, uh, alongside your bed, if you would make a perception check. 18. All right. Uh, plus your perception. Nine, nine. 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 Oh, oh, you got a double nine? Nines. Okay, cool. Awesome. The bed is uh, very quaint um, and rather nice for being a guest bedroom. Uh, it's it's a rectangle with the door being on the far right-hand side of the corner of the wall. And as you walk in, you pass a fireplace to your left, and you turn and you see a window and then the bed with a chest and a dresser. Also a nightstand with a lamp. Hmm. Does the nightstand have a drawer? The nightstand does have a drawer. I'm going to try and open it. You open the nightstand. Is there anything inside? Dust. And lint. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I probably agitated my allergies. That was a really bad idea. Oh. Would have agitated mine too. If I was real. You are real, Alistair. You're a real pain in my neck sometimes. <laughs> what I live for. Mm. But you know what? You're also a real friend. The only one you have. I have I have other other friends now. They count as friends. We've been together for a while. I proposed to one of them, got divorced. Um I, I, I sleep with Clyde like almost every night. That's friends, maybe with benefits, but that still has friends in the name. So that it it, it counts. Right? I'm just going to leave this awkward silence. Mm. Seems like it's doing wonders. I'm going to look in the chest. Okay, you look in the chest, and it looks like there are about a half dozen uh, women's garments. Mm. They have underdresses, overdresses, corsets, stockings, all kinds of myriads of thematical things for the late 1800s. Mm. Dresses. My mortal enemy. I hate dresses. <sighs> Other than that, uh, you are looking around the room and you check the door. You find that it is indeed locked. Mm. And you attempt to look out the window, but you find that although they didn't have time to repair the jail cell, they did manage to find time to bar the windows. Stinking Sebastian. I, mm, uh, I feel like a mime. Hello, I am trapped in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll try the door again. I'll jiggle the handle. It is firmly set in place. I'm going to jiggle it more. And you continue to jiggle I'm going to roll the jiggle the handle. Roll to jiggle. You have... I, it was a net 13. Firmly jiggled that handle. It jiggles. Mm-hmm. And that is about all it does. Is the, um, is the lock on the inside? No. There is no is visible lock. There's just, just a locked? keyhole. Oh, that, that, that's, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. I'm dumb. Um, the keyhole. Yes. Can I, can I try and pick the lock? Go for it. Can you I have try? disabled device? Yes. Oh. 
you have anything to pick a lock with? Like, Alistair? <laughs> Does that count? I don't think a bird's beak would be small enough and fine enough. Not his beak, his claws. So are you going to pick the lock or are you going to have your bird pick the lock? I'm going to pick the lock through my bird. Uh, you can try, but you're going to be at negatives. I got... You have thieves' tools? I don't know. I know I have a disabled device. Roll a perception check in the room. Uh, 24. After about 30 minutes of looking through the room, you eventually find a bobby pin. Uh, it seems like if the ladies' room, we would have a bobby yeah, pin. Yeah, exactly. You just had to look a little bit. It was uh, neatly tucked away in a box in the uh, dresser over in the corner. I didn't look in the dresser. You found a bunch of random other undergarments, such as socks, underwear, bras, the works. Bruh! Can I take one? You sure? Sweet. I'll need this later. Okay. You now have a bra and a, and a handful of bobby pins. E. All right. Now I'm going to try and be the lock. Uh, I got six in disabled device plus 13 is 19. You are able to eventually, uh, after a little bit of work, it took you about six minutes. You were able to pick the lock. Yee. It pops open. I walk through the door. Good evening, madam. Oh my god. Oh, You're I... walking straight through the door, and as you turn, you are immediately met with Sebastian right in front of your face, looming above you. Hi, Sebastian. Going for a midnight stroll, will we? I don't know what time is it, it is. Well, it is roughly 11.58 p.m. Oh, man, isn't it past your bedtime? I do not get the luxury of sleep. Dude, you must drink a lot of bean juice. Coffee? <laughs> Very funny, madam. But if you would, please follow me right back this way. And he puts his hand on the rod of your back and pushes you back into your room. Um, um, I'm hungry. Breakfast will be served at precisely 7.30 in the morning. I'm worried about Dorian. Dorian, I rest assured, is well taken care of. Is everybody resting except for you? Uh, that is indeed correct, ma'am. While Dorian is away, I am set to watch you. Here, have a little glass of water and go to bed. And he pats your head. Mm, is this what having a dad feels like? If so, I'm glad I didn't have a dad. Good evening, madam. Wait, 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 wait. And as you this say you? that, he shuts the door and locks it again. The quake am I supposed to do? I guess I just... Go to bed? Mm. Mm. Escape out the window? Okay, Alistair, I'm going to need you to do something, but I'm going to need you to not tell anyone ever about this. Especially Clyde. Okay. Turn into a version of Clyde so I could just... Sleep with you as, as, like, you know, a substitute. You know I can't grow that big, right? I'm well aware. I just look that big. I'm well aware. I'm still bird form. I know. Hey, how you doing, Sada? <laughs> Doesn't it suck that I'm not actually here and I'm actually just your bird talking to you? Stop it, Ellen. <laughs> go to, let's go to sleep. Ah, uh, just like we normally do. Except it's not me. Uh, uh. Stop. It's great. <laughs> sleep time. And you are able to sleep for your full eight hours until you are woken in the morning by the chirping of birds. Alistair, stop chirping. <laughs> I had to wake you up somehow. It's been daylight for like two hours. Good for the daylight, I guess. 
Granted, you can't really see the daylight through the clouds. Mm. I think that someone has a weather machine going on. Uh, possible. I don't know what people find so spooky about precipitation. Uh, lack of sunlight. We could all do to die to scurvy. Or lack of vitamin D. That's what scurvy is. Oh. The lack Um, of vitamin D and vitamin C. That's why you eat oranges. Okay, know-it-all. Technically, I'm just a manifestation of your subconscious, so you know this too. Oh. (laughs) Um, I'll go to the uh, door again. You, as you walk up to the door, you see sitting right in front of it is a plate. Okay. It is a tray of food. It looks like it has porridge with a little bit of cinnamon, cinnamon on top, as well as orange slices, uh, some toast, and um, some uh, sausage links. Oh, that's, that's, that's a pretty decent breakfast. But lucky for me, I have jelly tarts. And as you look in your bag, you realize you are out of jelly tarts. Crap. Yeah. And you vaguely recall, oh yeah, there was a food fight. <laughs> Man, I must have used a lot of my jelly tots. That that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll I guess I'll just eat the food. Eat, nom nom. And eerily enough, as you were setting the tray down, as you were finishing with it, the door opens. I see you're done, madam. Boy, you psychic or something? I have exquisite hearing. Trained oh. as many years as a butler. Can you, can you... The academy was not cheap, but they trained me well. They have a butler academy? Of course. The finest institute in the nation. <laughs> I want is to... it called... <laughs> I is want... it called Butts Academy Institute? <laughs> no, madam, it is not. I personally wanted to go to clown school, but my father frowned upon that. Is that why you wanted to go to clown school? Because he was always frowning. It's because I was always sad and painted smiles on my napkin. <laughs> oh my god. No, madam. Because I enjoy making people laugh. <laughs> and he just bows and takes the tray. <laughs> um, is there any chance that I can see Dorian? I'm actually, like, really quick and worried about him. You are free to roam about the estate. Why was I locked in here last night? Because you needed to sleep. That is a... Fair point. And a young lady should obey a very strict curfew. That is also a very fair point. It it gets dangerous for girls at night. Especially in this city. Hence was why we were looking after you. Aww. You are free to roam about the estate. Please, if you need me, do not call. (laughs) I was just, well, before I was like, you were just worried about me, huh? Elbowing him. The woman of the household believes that you are not given a proper raising so that we, while you are staying in our manor, we will treat you justly as a woman and hope to refine you. Proper raising? I know how to raise it properly just right. My point precisely. So if you don't mind me, I will be heading out to take care of the morning dishes. Oh, can I help? He just looks you up and down. These hands were made for scrubbing. Precisely my point. You are not given a proper raising. No young lady is meant to be doing such household chores. I thought that's what ladies were for. Not a fine lady of such high prestige, which is what Mrs. Dovian intends to turn you into. Oh, dang. Oh, you, I mean, mm, precisely. Maybe one day we'll be able to turn this mockery into a real persona. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, you are free to roam around the estate. Enjoy. All right, then. Dorian should be back in any minute. <gasps> okay. 
Um, and he makes his way down the hall. I will wait for him to get like a couple feet ahead of me and then start walking in the same direction. Okay. I don't know where else to go. Okay, you follow him. <laughs> it looks like uh, this is mostly just one long hallway with a series of doors on your left and right. And you don't really know where any of them lead in this rather large house. Everything looks pretty much the same. It's all made of spruce with intricate trim and gold knob brass handles and a red carpet on the ground. And it just looks nice, but uh, you have no idea where anything is until you make your way down to the hall and it, you see it opens back up to the foyer and you are able to walk down the spiral staircase. Mm. Hmm. You know what I'm noticing, Alistair? What? Brass handles. Yeah? Specifically not silver. Mm. Most handles are made of brass. But they don't have any silver. Mm. Which means they're vampires. You ate with silverware. But they didn't necessarily eat with silverware. They could have ate with plastic utensils from McDonald's and we would have never known. They don't have plastic or McDonald's. You're ruining all my fan theories. All right. Time to get down to business. That, that, <laughs> that caught on the thing. I cracked my knuckles. Yes. Ooh. Yes, you did. <laughs> okay, so you're free to roam about the cabin. Where do you go? Uh... Perception check first. Okay. Your die is so loud. I'm sorry. 18. Okay. So as you're making your way down the spiral staircase, you see the front door in front of you, as a front door would be. Uh, as you're walking down the spiral staircase, you recall that this is the spiral staircase you walked under in order to go to the sitting room. And there is both an entrance to your left and right, which looks like they're just open door frames. Hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, Alistair. Yeah? I don't know what to do. Uh, I lost team member, lost everybody else, basically just you and me again. Isn't that how it always is? Is it? Kind of. Oh Technically, gosh. it's just you, since I'm just a part of you. Everybody else has been a figment of my imagination this entire time? No, just me. Oh, okay. Whew. I was really worried about that for a second. I was like, why would I imagine someone like Sal? And then, uh... Then the relief came. Anyway, um, do you think, where do you think the Dorians are? I don't know. Uh, uh, probably getting his mortal wounds treated. I said the Dorians. Well, Dorian's the oh, Russian wait, guy. Wait. Dovian um, is your host. Uh, they both start with D and end with the... V v so they're very similar. I don't know why these characters or people will be named like that. It's kind of dumb. Pretty stupid. I'll go into sitting room because I don't know anywhere else. Okay, you walk into the sitting room. You are able to open the door and you find Mrs. Dovian sitting there. I'll curtsy. My lady. Oh, charmed. So wonderful to see you again. Mm. And by that, I mean, thank you for breaking my prison. Uh, I mean, my, oh, it's fine. Um, Technically, madam, that was my colleague. I do apologize for that. Well, it's wonderful. I mean, I don't particularly like putting people down there anyways. Uh, that's more of a uh, Mr. Dovian. Um, but uh, I'm glad you found yourself rested well, it looks. Mm, Mr. Dovian got some. <laughs> um, uh, yes, I have been well rested and well fed. Your butler is of the highest quality. Indeed, that is why we pay him such a fine salary. He did go to the finest butler institute in the nation. So I hear. Um, is there anything I can help you with while I am waiting 
to not be on house arrest. Although, man, if I was going to be on house arrest, <clears throat> if I were to be on house arrest in any home, it would surely be great if it was this one, which it is, which is why I'm so glad. While your affluence is not really immensely pristine, your compliments and flattery are well received. Thank you. Mm. Here, why don't you join me? I'm just reading a book. Ooh, what book? Oh, I, I don't really record it. It's, I, it's a romance novel, though. Mm, I see. Oh, uh, is there any books that I can borrow to read with you? Well, we have an entire library, my darling. Oh, can I pick something out? Oh, uh, sure. You can go to the study. And she motions and... As you are currently facing her, she motions to the left of where you are facing, which is the right of her, and there does seem to be a door um, to the right of the sitting room. I'll be back. Is there anything you recommend? Oh, um, well, as you know, I'm a fan of the romance section, but there are a couple of uh, histories which might be very good. You could get into mathematics, astronomy. I've read almost all of them. You had me at romance. All right, well, make your way. There's plenty of books for you to borrow. I'll be back. All right. Going there. Is it is it the same room that we were trying to break into before? Or is it a different study? It's a different part of the house. You you open the door and you are met with a desk and you see Mr. Dovian sitting there doing paperwork. Uh, greetings, Mr. Dovian. Curtsy. Good morning, madam. I hope all finds you well. And he does not look up at you at all. Does not even acknowledge your presence. He's just busy doing paperwork. Does, um, I was going to join your wife in a little reading session. She said I could borrow a book. There are bookshelves, as you can see, to both my left and my right. Yes, books. Um, any that you recommend? I'm a fan of literature myself. The classics are to my left, filled with mathematics, astronomy, histories. Where's the romance section? <laughs> To my right, that is my wife's bookshelf. All right. I'm going to go to right? His right, your left. Mm. So uh, you are walking forward and you have to walk past two sitting chairs, which are right in front of his desk. You make your way around them, walking behind his desk to where you see a bookshelf set on either side of a window, which is currently pouring light in and which is illuminating most of the room. Mm. I will quote unquote peruse the romance section, mm -hmm. but then turn into... The history section. Ba, ba, ba. So you have to walk literally behind him to go to the other bookshelf. Oh. <laughs> if you want to do so stealthily, you could roll stealth. It is really loud. Your wow. die is not stealthy. I'm literally only, I, I've only rolled a 13. Use the die right next to you. I want to roll my beautiful dice that okay. I bought. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. That's a lot of stealth. Yeah, that's a lot of stealth. That's 27 stealth. Okay, you are able to tiptoe your way right behind him and make your way over to the other bookshelf completely undetected. Is this a history of the town or just history in general? Both. Mm -hmm. There's a myriad. There's a lot of books here. Oh my gosh. This, is, this bookshelf is taller than you. Also wider than you. Mm. Thick boys. There are a lot of thick books on there as well. There um, are numerous history books. Gonna try and, um, well, I guess all perception. Um, try and find a book that has the name of the town, Yunmut. Okay. Oof. Oof. Eleven. <laughs> oh my gosh. There is a golden charactered blazon book with Yenemut right on the spine. Ooh, that one. And you pull it off the shelf. E. It's a book. Mm. I guess I'll join Miss Dovian. Okay. Back in the sitting room. Ooh. Um, I found a book. 
none of the romance ones seem to um, interest me, but this one's shiny. Oh, yes. It's a wonderful children's novel. And you open it up and it's a pop-up book. <laughs> I mean, I gotta learn something from it. <laughs> I guess I'll sit I'll sit on the floor like crisscross applesauce in front of Mr. Mrs. Dovey and, and just start to read the book. Okay, it's a literal pop-up book, so as you open it, you start to rise up. Ooh, this is some high-tech stuff. I believe it's made out of cardboard and paper, yes. You guys got some advanced technology. Where Ooh. again did you say you were raised, child? Um, I was raised in New York with my Aunt Helen. Don't tell anyone, but I'm pretty sure she was a part of the mob. Oh, well, we, we've put down any mobs. Normally our people here are rather civil, so they don't group up and attack things. I um, also know she was a part of the Mothers and Fathers Italian Association. Hmm. Strange far-off places you speak of. I've never heard of this New York. Well, there was a York, but uh, we don't like to talk about it. So we just built a new one. Or at least Lovely. that's what I assume happened. Lovely. Well, um, yes, as you see, uh, it's a quite interesting book. It vaguely uh, details our history. This one has a flower. In the year 1609, Yenemut was founded by a numerous number of settlers roaming through the Transylvanian countryside. Is that Mr. Dovian over my shoulder, like, narrating the book? <laughs> it was my favorite novel as a child. <laughs> did you just see? You did not notice because you were too entranced by conversation, but he is standing over you. Continue. I'll flip the page when you need it. There were only about a few dozen of them, but they made it work. They all had their own parts, and you just see pictures of people chopping down trees and making houses. Mm -hmm. Though they fled seeking refuge from the ravenous nations to the south of them, what they found here was a little safer. The reason it was uninhabited was due to the rather ravenous wildlife. But eventually, the town persevered. Oh, by the way, when it said ravenous wildlife, you see pictures of wolves grabbing people by the throat and ripping them into the woods and eating them. Oh my gosh, if I like do this with the page, it just does it over and over again. I'm oh, sorry, I'll flip the page. But eventually they persevered. They constructed the wonderful walls you see around you today. And it pops up and you just see a pop up of all the walls rising up. Oh my gosh, that's like the walls around your mansion. Oh, well. Mildly, they were made out of logs back then, and then later reinforced with stone, yes. Cool, cool. And all was fine and peaceful under the guiding of the nation's leader, and there was peace and prosperity for a time. Until the Fire Nation attacked. No. Ooh. <laughs> Until the specific nation which the people had once run away from found the refugees which once fled their nation in this lost and forgotten place. They resubjugated them, forcing them to pay tribute. Sometimes in the form of their finances, but other times in the forms of their children, forced and subjugated into their armies. Hmm, that sounds like pedophilia to me. Well, yes, there was some of that as well. Yeah. But then one year, a brave soldier rose out of the ranks. Someone once recognized him as a boy who was once taken into the army. But he rose and he rebelled. Going back to his home nation, the great Rimadolf family rose. Rimadolf was the man, the great general, a warrior, feared by many, revered by us. He once took down an entire garrison of men, hoisting them up on pikes, on display for the nation to see. Oh my gosh, the pikes. I can't even touch them. This is so cool. Don't, don't, don't break off the dead bodies on the pikes. Those are very fragile. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> and then our empire was born. 
war raged back and forth and forth and back until eventually the southern empire went too far. Too far how? They requested tribute in the form of Rimadol's only daughter. Mmm. This is getting spicy. At first, they agreed, and all was well for a time. But about a half decade later, they requested it once again. Traumatized of the experience, wisely, the young lady refused. Unfortunately, it threw the entire nation into chaos and turmoil. Hold up, hold up. I don't understand this part. They requested her daughter. Mm-hmm. I, 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 okay. They gave her the daughter. Mm-hmm. She came back. She came back. And requested her again. Why did she come back? They only had her for a time. Oh. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot like what my grandma did, right? Yes. How would you know what my grandma did? <laughs> anyway. I assumed you were making the comparison. The nation bound together, refusing to give up their dearest princess, who was loved so dearly by the people. But at this, the southern nation was furious. They stormed the castle, killed most of the Rimadol family and heirs, and everyone thought the Rimadol family was dead. Most of the village pillaged, burned, women and children taken away, are an almost entire city in collapse and disarray, until she came back. It turns out that there was one remaining member of the Rimadol family to have survived. It was the princess. The princess. <coughs> and who is now our great queen, Iravanak. And you see a picture of her regally sitting on a throne wearing a deep red outfit with... Uh, gold and what looks to be of silver ornaments draping all over her as she's wearing a fabulously elegant um, and large dress. Mm. So this is all fairly recently. Oh, well, uh, this has been about uh, 20 or 30 years now. Oh, wow. We've lived in peace and prosperity for quite some time. But the feuds with um, Rimadolv initially, uh, when he first fought the uh, southern invaders... No, that was when I was but a mere child. Hmm. Our town is still quite young. It is only about two, maybe three hundred years old. Is that the end of the story? What more need you say? We've lived in prosperity ever since. No, like the book. Oh. The end of the book, Quentin. And then you flip over to the next page, directly after the one in a queen in a regal Mm -hmm. elegant dress, and you flip, and it is her in a very deep red suit of armor. Hanging the entire southern nation up on pikes. Ooh. We stand a queen, huh? Yes. She defeated, she completely and utterly eradicated the entire southern nation, which once brought her and her civilization and people great pain and suffering. She knew as long as any of their leaders were standing that it would cause great turmoil within the nations. So she decided to conquer them. And everyone has lived in peace and prosperity ever since. Even her? Indeed. She's retired away to her castle to take care of her queenly duties, making sure that the nation is well-fed and well-protected. Aww. That's where my friends are going, right? Ah, yes. The queen has requested an audience with her. So I get to meet her? Yes. And you point down to the picture of the queen. She really hasn't changed much in all the years. Is she just as pretty as the pictures? Almost identical. Wow. This artist is really good, then. Oh, well, I mean, she's less cartoonish and not made of cardboard, but yes. She's quite uh, elegant. I got my hopes up too fast. <laughs> I'll close the book. That's a lovely story. I can see why it's your favorite. No, I always dreamed of reading it to my kids when I grew up. Aww. Oh. I'm only 17, so I guess I'm still a kid. Oh, you are just quite a, a splendid young lady. To think that you assaulted the librarian. I, I feel I, like it was just a bad child rearing. 
If you had wonderful parents like us, you would never have to worry about that. I, just, I, 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 have, a, I have a scar on my leg from a goose attack. Gooses, geeses, they just make me really, really... I don't... They have teeth on their tongues! Fascinating creatures indeed, but still, that does not give a lady an excuse to turn violent. I didn't try to be violent. I tried to choose the most least violent way. I can. Should I apologize to him? I think he would appreciate that greatly. Unfortunately, I do believe that uh, Dorian will be coming back shortly to escort you to the Queen. Oh, really? That fast? Uh, once he tended to his wounds, um, I believe he was already coming back with the paperwork. He yeah. said a courier should be bringing it to us shortly. Ooh, do I gotta sign some stuff? No, I do. Oh, like... Your release form. Oh, I'm sorry for all the trouble we caused. Oh, well, it's quite all right. Now, just try to stay out of trouble in the future. You don't seem like a terrible young lady. I appreciate that, Mrs. Dovian. I'll take her hand. I, I appreciate that more than you know. And as you say this, you hear the front door open wide. Daddy, Dorian! Oh, welcome. I see you. I find you well. Thank you, Dorian. And he just nods to them and they nod back. He gives them like this glare, like he looked at them like, good thing you followed my instructions. Ooh. Um, is this, is this where I go with him or did you send papers? Do I gotta do something? Uh, well, all of the paperwork is right here. Luckily, I do not have to fill this out. This is the Dovian's job. Oh, and okay. he hands it off to Mr. Dovian. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I was afraid for this. I was trying to fill it out, most of it out this morning. Unfortunately, I knew there was the second half yet to arrive. Mm. You know, you, you and, and Dorian have a lot in common. He doesn't like paperwork either. It comes with the territory. I much rather prefer... And as he's about to go off on a tangent, Mr. Dovian glares at him. Anyway, let us get back to our business. You have a long carriage right ahead of you. Uh, Miss Dovian? Yes? Can I borrow a book before I go? Sure. For um, the ride. Uh, which book would you like to borrow? You pick one out. Like the, the story before, or, or something else. You, you pick a book out. Mm. All right, let me look. And she runs into the study, and she comes back with a book. This was my favorite one growing up as a child. <laughs> and she hands it to you. What does it read? The complete chronological order of mannerisms and proper ladyhood. <laughs> it details everything. How to properly iron and fold sheets. How to sip tea. How to properly curtsy and address one's um, superiors. It's absolutely lovely. I will read it carefully. Best to do so. So glad to have you. Um, uh, uh, wait. Uh, Mr. Dorian, can I borrow a quill real quick? Uh, I sure, ma'am. Uh, is there any particular reason as to why? I wanted to write an apology to the goose. Which is very sweet of you. Here, um, there is no need for that. There is pen and quill in carriage. I will make sure he gets your message. Okay. You can write it as we write. Mm. You will have plenty of time. Okay. So Are we going? Can I give him a hug before I leave? You run. <laughs> I want to give the Dovians a hug before I leave. He read me a story. She is so fixed on pink, making me a proper lady. They care. A uh, monocum of a male. And Mrs. Dovian runs up and hugs you. Um, I'll miss you. And, I, and I Mr. Know. Dovian nods. I'll nod back with finger guns. Oh, to take care to read that book. <laughs> Anyways, now we must be on our way. Bye. It was lovely staying with you. You have a nice house. 
He escorts you, Dorian escorts you out of the house and into the carriage. Okay. Looking identical to the one that Snow has ridden in, and the driver is also wearing a rather large top hat with a beard. Yo, that's a tall hat. Like eight inches tall top hat. All right. Okay. Want to break this really quick. Sorry, Goose Man. Please forgive me. Love your not so much very friend, somewhat of acquaintance person that you met once that kind of attacked you, but not really, not intentionally. Zana. Very well written. Thank you. I will make sure that Thomas gets this to him immediately. And you just see the cab driver with a top hat and a beard jump off and walk away. Oh, so do we wait? And he's back within two minutes. Oh my gosh, he's fast. He's paid to be fast. That is why we keep him. Oh. Well, after you, madam. That's why his wife wouldn't keep him, eh? He has impeccable stamina as well. (laughs) And he motions for you to get into the carriage. I get into the carriage. I thought I was already in the carriage. Oh, well, he hops into the carriage beside you. And he sits uh, uh, directly adjacent from you on the other seat. So, um, are my friends already at the Queen's Castle? Most definitely. They would have arrived there a day and a half ago. Oh, well. How long was I asleep? (laughs) Uh, From what I understand, you only slept for uh, about eight to nine hours. Oh, I've just been twaddling around? I do not know what you did in your free time, ma'am. I just came to collect you this evening. How many days have passed since I first entered the Dorian's house? What? And the carriage starts moving. And you are on your way to the Queen's Castle. Yay! I sure hope nothing bad happens on our way to the castle. All right, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Sword Art Online. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed and we'll see you next time. Bye guys!